Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about <laughs> you and, and me. me. <laughs> Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. As you can see, I'm once again joined by Neil. But uh, Neil, do, do you know who this is? I, I haven't got it. Who's this? What, the guy at the bottom? <laughs> yeah, don't know who that is. Oh, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was like an extra or something like that. Chase me back, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see you back, mate. Yeah, good to have you back. Good to have you back. <sighs> Fucking, let, let's just get into it. I mean, Norwich, Norwich, where am I going? We've played Norwich since we last done one as well, like, but Leeds... The, the performance was just out of this world. It was fucking absolutely sensational. Um, exactly what we needed to put out there for to let City know that we're really fucking breathing down the necks. And as I say, it was exactly everything we hoped it would be. So, Jay, I know you went the game. Um, what what was it like in the ground itself? It, it, it has a it has a feeling about it. it um, when it was a bit nervy, and then we got the penalty and we scored, and then it was like a training session from then on. Um, and always they scored one or two nil, I think, an offside goal. And again, we were like, you know, these can cut your open if they try. So let let's put it to bed. I think a three nil for being missed. And even then, a three nil up, we were all a little bit like, let's get the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Let's make sure we seal it. And then I was just counting the goal difference. Then that's all I was looking at. Uh, before the game, I met a few lads before it, and they were all overly confident. And it's usually me saying four, five, six nil. And I never said, and you know what, I can feel this being stress because it's that important of a game. I can just feel it being stressful and we just took the piss. It was brilliant. It was. The atmosphere throughout the game, the cop was starting songs. The last few games I've been to, it's been Yanni Rhodes. I've been egging the cop on to join us and the, the cop was magnificent yesterday. Like, he was screaming. Um, you could, I could hear one fella on his own Start everything from the Annie Rose. He started everything in the cop and it just went up. And then after it, you know what? You know, like the Chelsea semi final, after it, everyone's in like, it's like a ghost town. Everyone's in shock. There's this special feeling about. Yeah. And I had that when, when Klopp come, went to the cop. I had that feeling. I got emotional and I thought, you know what? It's fucking on this. This is on. Yeah. It's got a great feeling at the moment. Um, I think what you're saying about the atmosphere, I mean, I've been a bit of a, I've kind of not slated it, but I had questions about it the last few games. But I think you don't, you don't really sense it as much when you're watching it on the telly. Now, Neil, I don't know if you went or, or if you watched it last night, but, what what was your opinion on on the atmosphere if you watched it on time? Well, uh, it's, it's I did on on my group the last couple of games. I've actually been a bit of a critic of Anfield's atmosphere because I think it's been not great over the last few games. And Leeds was different; it was totally different. Uh, obviously, living so close to the stadium, uh, previous games I've I've opened my windows. I couldn't even hear the like, it's like there wasn't even a game on, but you could hear this. You could hear that obviously Leeds United and stuff like that. 
But I watched the game on, uh, I streamed it on his goal. So I watched it perfectly well. And I was just blown away by Liverpool. Liverpool's opening 20 minutes. It was just out of this world. I mean, just literally the ch- the chasing and hassling of, of, I mean, I think the amount of times we won it back in the final third was incredible in the first 20 minutes. Curtis Jones as well put in a good shift. I know he gave the ball away a few times, but he actually won the ball back pressing quite a lot. But I was so, so impressed with Diaz. I mean, he was out of this world. The atmosphere sounded great again. What what I mean by the atmosphere, when we were watching the games on TV for the previous couple, you were looking at, it was like a still shot, you know, like the Kenny Dougley stand. It was like, everybody was just sat like that. There was yeah. no jumping. And I was like, you're at Anfield. And I put on my group, I said, if you're, the, you're supposed to be there to get behind the lads. There was not even any swinging of the arms when we, the ball was going for a throw-in. Because what happens is, is you start getting the fans that are going now that can sometimes just be expecting Liverpool to just turn up and win. And sometimes you need that 12th man. You need them to really pick you up. And I think that the Scousers knew that. That's why they did the coach welcome. They they only save that for games where they know Liverpool need, need that 12th man. And it's easy now looking back to say 6-0. Oh, well, they didn't really need the fans. They they did, and yeah. because that's the reason why Liverpool started so quickly off the blocks because of the atmosphere. And if you notice in the previous couple of games where the atmosphere has been quite flat, Liverpool it's took time to get going. Yeah, and that shows you that the fans have a massive part to play in terms of that. So I was made up from what I got to watch. Uh, I mean, what I what I seen was just an absolutely unbelievable performance from start to finish. It was incredible, and it was the type of performance that I looked at going special things happening in a few weeks' time, a few months' time. That's what I've seen of it. Yeah, like you both said, it was fantastic. It, like you said, exactly what we needed. City, if they didn't know the pressure was on them before last night, they know it now. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely you know it. It, What you're saying, Neil, about um, the atmosphere and that, and I agree. I think we, I felt like we needed to go behind against Norwich for us yeah, to get that, in. Yeah, that, that was just so true. We went, we went behind, the fans went up a notch and then the team went up two notches and that that's the difference with us and other fans though. When we do go behind, they get behind the team, you know, we don't try and do. That is yeah. so true. And you it, do, it, it's when a, you need the fans. Yeah, I totally agree with you. That's Liverpool when they're not the best. That's weird how you just said that actually, Jay, because I was actually uh, working in Manchester for AFC Liverpool and my mate had the game against Norwich streamed on his phone and he goes, look, and you could hear it coming through his phone when it went 1-0 to Norwich. He showed me it. And I goes, said, Liverpool will come back. He said, Anfield sounds like... Remember when we played West Brom a few years ago when we were 2-0 down and the famous thing with... with yeah, uh, yeah. We've, we have a knack for that. But the fans, the fans need to understand now, the ones that are going, is Liverpool need now to push Man City all the way. They're going to need now, I'd say, against Leeds. That is that, not a coach welcoming every home game. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least a couple because... We need now to, to to see this this team over the line, and because they, they deserve it, and the atmosphere. I mean, you can see Klopp as well in the last couple of games. Do you know why he did the most fist pumps he's ever done? He did six, didn't he, in this game against Leeds? Yeah. I think it was because he was back. He, he, that, he goes, that's the Anfield I love. If you actually watch his demeanour in the previous games, he looked frustrated by the lack of atmosphere because Klopp, his face, his face shows everything. He's like, what's going on here? You can tell he he wants Anfield to be at its best. And like Jay just said there, when we go when we go down 1-0, Anfield then starts to panic. And I think that's what it is. It's comfortability. Our fans presume we'll just roll everybody over. So then they go, oh, shit. And because there was only half an hour left, 
they knew that they had to get right behind the lads. If they do that from the first minute, results like Leeds United will come more up more often. Okay. I agree. I mean, I put on Twitter yesterday, we needed it to be like Chelsea 05, like you said, like Barca in 2019. Dortmund. Dortmund then, well. then treat, we needed to treat it like a European night as fans, and we, we got that, and the, the team repaid that. Um, I'm glad you brought up Curtis Jones on here, because he, he's one I wanted to pick out. I thought he did have a decent game, mm. but for me, I, I don't know. I'm starting to see I th- he wants too much time on the ball, and that's why he loses it a lot. He's not as quick. He's not as dy- not necessarily dynamic, but he's not as quick on the ball as, as your Thiago or yeah. even even your Henderson. Yeah. He dallies on the ball a bit too much for me. I'll, I'll, what I'll say is we discussed him before the game and there was a lad who was saying he's the player now that he's waiting for him to excel and he doesn't think he is. Yesterday, I thought he had a rough first 15 minutes where he gave the ball away a lot and then he, he got a grip on the game. He understood how much time he had on the ball when he could do turns, when he could shield, I thought he was absolutely brilliant yesterday for, for Yeah, 16. it, it, it could be one of those where you, you're watching him lose the ball and you think, that's difficult. People forget that it takes time to get back into the swing of things. I mean, he's been out quite a while. So to come back in and start, and let's not forget, he's not even built up an understanding. If you look at all the best midfielders there is, they all know, they all, they're all playing. Like when we had Wijnaldum and Henderson and Fabinho, they know each other's game inside out. Curtis, frustratingly, doesn't seem to be able to stay fit long enough to sort of fight for a first-team place. But what I seen was his tenacity to chase down every lost cause, and he won the ball back on a few occasions, which led for us going on. I mean, that's just the Klopp Liverpool team. But all it is with Curtis Jones, and I think he'd he'd benefit from a season-long loan out next season to a Premier League club, I really do. I mean, just to get him minutes to play every week, because I think he'll struggle now. And I read a piece yesterday about him and it was saying that he's actually now Klopp's saying he's, he's now struggling to even make the bench now if that's the case because if you think now you've got Thiago Fabinho Henderson uh, Harvey Elliott Milner so there's five central midfielders Oxlade Chamberlain's now six and now Diaz has come you can't really use him on the left or the right side of the free lock he's played a few times because Diaz is now pushing you've obviously got Bell Bobby Knight injured but I actually think that if, if he tails off now, like Jay just said, Dave's waiting for him to either like burst on and get really good or not, maybe he just needs a loan. Maybe to say Fulham come up and we get this kid for Cavalier, give them to Fulham for, for on loan to Fulham for the season or something like that. Because what I'm saying is the only way he's going to burst at the age of 20 is by playing every week. Yeah. And I don't think he gets in that midfield, mate. Do you? I mean, I don't. Not I don't, at the moment. Not at the moment. Just... And that's it. It's a waste. Don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd select him before the likes of Oxen at the minute. I think yeah. he, he looks desperate to do something and he's, it's, it's going against him. Yeah. He looks too desperate to do something good. Naby Keita on his day is brilliant, but again, yeah, even there, yeah. getting niggles. So I think that there's three or four within the same bracket. Milner, hope he signs a contract. He's a fucking model professional and yeah. still does a job for us. But yeah, I think I agree, Curtis Jones, to get, to get in the Liverpool side. He has to go out and do what Harvey Elliott done. Go on loan. Yeah, 42 games in the championship. Yeah. To a point where we're going, fucking can't wait to get him back. Yeah. That's what we've done with Elliot. So, yeah, I agree. Well, it's it's like this, Jay. He's 20 years old. So, even if, I mean, Barca do it, Real Madrid do it, even if he goes and has two seasons out on loan, Thiago's going to be in his uh, mid 30s, or 34, 33, 34. Hendo's going to be in his mid 30s. So, then there's two central positions that are going to be sort of going soon and then he comes back into a Liverpool squad which needs central midfielders what I'm saying is for this two year period you don't want him developing on the bench and playing 23 football 
No, no, I agree. agree with both of you. And yeah, Long would definitely do wonders. Uh, I just, sorry, Jay. I just think with, with the way Klopp is actually, he's rotating at the minute. He's, he's able to rotate, and it, it's good because he's man managing certain players that do get injured, the likes of Thiago, the likes of Ox. He's putting them in twenty minutes here and there, then he's starting them. Um, and I think the man management of the team's been brilliant. So saying that. Obviously, see how he goes this season, Jones. He, he, might, he might push on. He might get an extra, another 10 games this season for 90 minutes or whatever. And we might go, yeah, he's a, he's a good asset to have going forward. But if not, if he's not getting if he's not getting another a good couple, six, seven, eight, nine, 90 minutes, then it, it'll be time to look at letting him go on loan, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, I think there's, there's no doubt in his talent on the ball. He's, he's so confident with it, which is, I think, part of the problem a little bit is that he is so confident that he thinks he has got all the time in the world and yet he, he learned his lesson last night I think he's lucky that it was against someone like Leeds against you know if it was the, if it was Sunday for instance he wouldn't have got away with that as often as he did um, so th- that's what he's got to learn um, another one I want to mention because he, he was getting a lot of stick for a uh, you know a few well a couple of months early and he's, he's fucking come back as good as ever is Jordan Henderson the captain um, he's been fucking Brilliant the last few games when he come on. I think if he come on against was it um I can't remember which game he come on. The subs have been the subs come on against Norwich, didn't he? Was it Norwich you come on against? Yeah, I wasn't sure because we made subs against Inter as well, didn't we? Yeah. But, and Inter, yeah. Um, but he's just been fantastic the last few games. And he's another one again. He's just proven his doubters wrong. Yeah, he's had a bit of a he had a bit of a dip in form. What player doesn't? But I mean the way he's come back has been unbelievable. I just don't get the haters of him. It baffles me. I think he's been brilliant. He's like, what did he have? Like three games? Three, mm. Over like a 10 game period, he had a few bad games, and that was it. He he, got, he grabs the game by scruffing neck. His, his vision, his vision to play a pass that not many others would play. Like that that goal, that ball to Diaz was Gerard to Torres esque against Norwich. It was fucking brilliant. He's seen it straight away. He's believed in it. He's played it through. It looks dead simple on the telly. Looks like a piece of piss, but it's it's angling your body to get that ball where you need to get it. Um, he's a fucking ideal captain. I said I said that last season. He's 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 more than Phil Gerrard's boots. Not in ability, but in what he does, with the way he drags this team over the line time and time again in big games. He has he's Phil Gerrard's boots. So you, you've got fans that they have to criticise somebody, and Endo's an easy target because he's trying to fill Gerrard's boots. Yeah, but. I don't. He's not. He's not a Steven Gerrard as a player, but don't get me wrong. In his game, he's dynamic. He, he can play the Fabinho role. Can play the Thiago role. At times, he could even play the fucking Firmino role where he's behind the strikers. He can play fullback. He does everything. He's every. He covers every blade of grass, and I haven't got an issue with him. I think he's he's brilliant. Yeah, I agree. I think it's all these fans you see. Main, don't get me wrong. I think it's mainly on Twitter. All these like. Sort of fans who've jumped on the last few years who want to who just think our oh, Liverpool have always got to be successful, you know the glory hunters. It's it's them, and they don't like them because the Reds who fucking go the game every week love them, and I think I think that's part of it. Um, but again, there's no denying he had a bit of a dip in form, but we can you can never count him out. He's been there too long. He's he is he's Liverpool through and through now, and he's fucking unbelievable. I love him. Give him a lifetime contract. Um. Who else? I'm trying to think who else impressed. Joel Matip, fucking hell. Scored 
He finally scored it, one of his runs. I was yeah. fucking buzzing for him. Yeah, Matic played well. Can you hear me all right, boys? Because I lost sound for a couple of minutes there. Yeah, yeah. No, God. yeah I've had to take my headset off because it malfunctioned. So I've just gone onto my general webcam sound. So sorry about that. Yeah, I thought Matip had a great game, but I was impressed with, uh, I think, nearly every player. Alisson had a dodgy first 10 minutes. You know, got away with got away with one, didn't he? But I, yeah. I said in the ground, I'm fucking made up Cal at the start on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? I think one of I can't remember who said it the other day, but someone said that Alisson does have mad mad moments every few games. But that's that's because he's an eccentric goalkeeper. But let's not forget his amazing assist for Salah's goal against Norwich. So you just take the rough with a smoothie. He's more or less for those that play football manager watching this. He's a sweeper keeper. That's exactly yeah. what he is. He's like an extra centre half that just plays, and that's why you'll always get them moments when. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the Brazil game the other week where he got sent off twice. I mean, that was mad for two flying <laughs> kicks in the head, but they both got rescinded by VAR, both red cards. He got a yellow for one and not for the other, so it was madness. But that's just how he is. But yeah, I just think. I mean, what's amazing is I don't think enough is being said about this at the moment is Klopp's rotation and how it is not even making Liverpool look any different. If Canate plays, he does great. If Matic plays, he does great. If Robbo plays, he's great. If Kostas plays, he's great. I mean, it's as if, like, it's like it's, it's like round pegs in round holes. Every single player in that squad does a job, but does a job. Diaz, I'm going to keep mentioning Diaz. It's just like, it's like Klopp has just literally... It's like he's got a computer of everybody that plays his way and he just goes and signs them. Because I, I, I can't understand how we can sign. I mean, can you imagine being a Man United fan or a Chelsea fan and you're sitting here counting down the fucking days thinking Mane, Firmino and Salah are coming to the end of it now. Brilliant. Bastards are going to sign Diaz. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's what they must be thinking. And then you've got Harvey Elliott and then you've got like Jota. Do you think to yourself now, oh, for fuck's sake, we've got to go through another 10 years of these, man. And that's what they're... Now, that's what I was thinking the other day. And, and I think, and I said this the other day, I think Klopp will stay. I actually think he'll stay. Because I reckon what will happen is this pandemic's been a load of shit and it's, you know, he's seen football without fans. Got to remember when he said he would go, it was about a year ago, a year and a half ago. I think once he starts seeing that Annie Road developing and it's full and he's got RVL, it's career to Diaz. He says Diaz is the most, he's never seen a footballer train as happy as he does. He loves him. I just think that maybe when he said he was going to leave, he probably knew the Mane, Salas and Firminos were coming to the end and he probably thought, probably that's the best time to go. But now he sees we've got this, these players, he might be thinking, why would I leave when I've got more European Cups to win, more league titles? Oh, yeah. I'd, fucking, I'd show my arms and legs to have him to stay, honestly. Oh, no, Even yeah. yet, I was nearly, I was fucking close to tears last night when he'd done a Swiss pump because being brought <laughs> up on the, the stories of Shankly and it's like, it's like we're living through it. It's fucking weird. Everything my dad told me about Bill Shankly, it's like we're going through it all over again. I feel like it's deja vu with Jürgen Klopp. I feel like what he does, how he connects us to the players, I feel like I've already lived it because of my stories of my art fella. And Bruce it's just mad. Bruce Grobelor says he's Shankly reincarnated. Yeah, yes. I've, I've never felt any connection to the club like this. Like, he, he's unbelievable. But again... Why would he leave us? Don't if he gets the German national job, he can take that when he's fucking sixty if he wants. You just, you just literally, Jay. You've just said my exact video when I said Klopp should stay. I actually did a video and I said 
Statally 60. Statally 60. Do not... I said, it's, like, it's like I was trying to tell Jürgen myself in the message I sent him. <laughs> I, I just said, Jürgen, you're more or less walking away from more European Cups. I said, you deserve, not need, deserve a dynasty like Bob Paisley. Like, you know, he needs to be leaving here with three European Cups and multiple titles. He can't leave here with one league and maybe one European Cup and a couple of domestic Cups where he can't leave with that. He needs to leave. His football deserves, and not just his football, the way he's conducted himself around the city, the way he fought against the Super League, the way that everything that he has done, he's just, there'll be statues of him outside the Anfield. I'll tell you what, the new Annie Road end, they should bloody put one there in a few years. Uh, but all I'm saying is, is he he leaving now, what's he, 53, 54? Yeah, sure. Have, have another six years. Go and take the Germany job when you're six there and then just piddle out in international football like Queer Odds, that Carlos Queerez is doing and all that. Do that until you're in your 70s if you love football that much. But don't leave now. He can't leave in two years. He's got too much to win. I, I can't see him going. Even when he said he was going to, I just thought to myself, he, he's staying. He's not going to go. Like you said, he's building something special. I mean, he's already built something special. But to be able to then build on top of what he's already built, and it's looking like it's going to be fucking just as special, is phenomenal. I, I don't think he'll go. I think he'll stay. I think he'll... My, my saving grace is what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know what game it was after, but he said if he's if he's known this club was this special, he's at once to join earlier. And he yeah. had, he's lost two years of his time here due to COVID. He's lost that thing he loves about football, the fans, the atmosphere, the, the buzz when you score, the fucking size when you concede. He lost all that for two years. I think he'll want to give us that back. I really do. That is exactly my point in being. The point is, he's tasted football now. It's, that pandemic took away everybody's life in terms of what they enjoyed, right? So we went through two years of complete pissing boredom without, without everything being great. So nobody wants to rest now. Everybody wants to go on holiday more. They want to go and do things more because they got it took from them. People are going to the gym more. People are flying abroad more. People are spending more of their savings because they realise now that, you know, that was a shit period. So now this is what I'm saying. He's lost two years. Stay to your 60. So what's that? Another, well, if he leaves in two years, two and a half years. Yeah, another four-year contract or something like that. And then he can piss off, have a year sabbatical and then take the Germany job at six there. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening, Jürgen. Sounds easy when you say it like that, doesn't it? <laughs> no, look, let's hope he stays as long as as long as possible. Um, you know, him and Milner will be here forever, as far as I'm concerned. Milner's never leaving. He's fucking he's got his own door in the training ground now, so that's him staying for good. Um but look, the league, the league's taking care of itself, it seems at the minute. We're on an absolutely unbelievable role. But obviously. Switch our attentions to Sunday. Big, well, I can't remember the last time I really thought of a League Cup game as a big game, but this is what we've wanted under Klopp since he's been here, is getting to a domestic final. He's took it seriously. And yeah, there's been criticisms of him over the years that he hasn't took the domestic competition seriously. That's out the window now. We've got to the final. We've pissed our way to the final. We made it look easy, barring the home leg against Arsenal. Um, and we looked, I don't see how Chelsea beat us. I really don't. We've got we're better than them in every position. Kelleher, I'm made up for him. Absolutely made up for him because he's he got us through against Leicester. Uh, he saved the day against Leicester, and he just he deserves it. He's 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 improved so much. I remember when he started in the league last season against I think it was Tottenham, the first game with a few fans back. 
and he looked a bit shaky, but he, he played well. The shakiness has gone out of his game. He looks like a primed and ready top-class goalkeeper, and he deserves this final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Just to just to follow up on that, I was at the League Cup final in two sixteen when Klopp lost, and I was devastated. There's nothing worse. I always say that a lot of people say they're not bothered about. Listen, I'm bothered about winning trophies. I mean, I was even a bit pissed off when we lost the Community Shield. I'm obviously not as bad as the League Cup. Because who wants to go all the way down to London, travel all the way down there on Sunday, right? And you you get there and you see Wembley, and you, you get in there, 90,000, you see the trophy. And there's nothing worse than when you lose. Because when we lost on penalties to Man City, seeing all them manks celebrating, it hurts. So it'll be no different to it on, on Sunday. Who doesn't want to win a trophy, 90,000 seat a sellout at at, at Wembley and the point is it stops it stops barren runs Manchester United are nearly six years without a trophy right I don't want a barren run again I mean last season we didn't win anything so what I love about the League Cup is if you look at Liverpool's great seasons it's always started off with a League Cup win you know if you go back to 2001 winning that made us go on and win the FA Cup then we won we won the Europa League or the, well, what, the UEFA Cup after that you know I, I like I, I remember the games when we won 2-0 against Man United Brilliant, Michael Owen scoring, Stephen Gerrard scoring, the, the long range of it was great. I mean, Wembley's what we grew up as kids. I mean, I'm 38 next week. I loved, I used to get up at seven o'clock in the morning on Wembley days when the FA Cup build-up was on all day. Remember that? That was amazing, wasn't it? So to me, Wembley is, is is Anfield South and that's why I love it. You want to see Brett Road? I'm just living around the corner from now. All the flags are out again, Anfield South, Anfield South. That's what Liverpool's history is all about. Yeah, can't, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's, massive. it's a momentum builder in, in February as well. To, to win that cup in February, that's a, a, it can be season defining because you're like the likes of now just twatted lead 6 0. Man City have, have lost the grip. They had one hand on the cup and they've lost it. Their hands fell off it and we're chasing them. We're breathing down the necks. The players are on a high. Win that cup at Wembley, celebrate it with your fans, go and have a bevy, and then your business resumes. And that's what it's about. But that that's you making a statement. We're, we're not fucking moving. We're, we no. want everything. We want no. every trophy. Um, what you're saying about Klopp disrespecting it, not you personally, people saying he's disrespecting it. We've never had the squad to be yeah. able to field hmm. a great side in every in every cup competition. And that's why he's done what he's done. Now, as Neil said earlier, we've got like back up in every position. Bar and probably right back. And mm. you can you can mix it up a bit now and still still batter batter team. So yeah, I think he'll take we're taking it very seriously. He's right to play at um Callahan instead of Allison because he's been there throughout it all. Yeah. And then other than that position, I don't think he'll swap anything, he'll go full strength. No, not I'm not gonna give any predictions or anything because no. Chelsea are the top class side. We are better than them on paper, but they they tore us apart at Anfield. I can feel um, extra time. Extra time. I've got a horrible I feeling. We struggled. We struggled against them, and on field, I think we need, if if we start fast, we can blow them away. If we try and get it done early, like Man City do to teams, hit them for fifteen minutes non-stop, relentless. Like we started against Leeds, if we do that to them, I think they'll fall apart. But we've got to be careful as well because our high line is dangerous yeah. for after us. Yeah, it is dangerous. But you look at the stats and. You've seen pundits trying to say that it doesn't work and that we're, we're living dangerously. Yeah, you've, you've, I mean, you've got to live dangerously in today's game with how fast it is. But you look at the amount of times we've caught teams offside. The Leeds goal last night offside. We've caught teams offside over 100 times this season. 
the next closest to City would be like 60. So no, I seen I seen Ferdinand analyze because I, I was critical of it to be honest. Because I it's do you know what's more up, like makes you angry is the offside rule, is that the, the line doesn't the flag. So you got Van Dyke chasing, but I, I criticized Van Dyke saying he looks lethargic and lazy. And then when Ferdinand analysed it and he actually dissected it and said he's not going to sprint back because he's got that much belief in his system that he doesn't need to. He knows that they're offside, so he just mm. leaves it be. And nine times out of ten, they are. So, part, yeah. of the reason, part of the reason why he doesn't break sweat half the time because he's so uh-huh. clever. He's so clever up here. He, you know, he, he reads the game unbelievably. I mean, that one-on-one stat that Ferdinand showed you as well, that people, are, people just don't even try and take him on. They just think, oh, and they're looking for an option. Oh, someone, please, I can't run at Van Dyke because you can imagine what that must look like. I mean, I remember when we played Man United and I was watching the game on the telly and I looked and I just said to my mate Craig, I went, just look at them two at the back, Canate and Van Dyke. They are giants. You could just Massive. see, you could see Trent and you could see Robbo and you just seen these, <laughs> you just think, can you imagine being a centre forward trying to play, running at them two? Because Canate's a beast as well. He's a yeah. size of yeah. So, oh, honestly, we have... but again, Matt, it's not small. But uh, so when back when Van Dijk came back from injury, as I say, he looked a little bit lethargic. And then when I seen the analysis of it all over a period of time, it was it wasn't lazy. It was belief in the system. Yeah, there was once I've seen him chase back, and it was because he had his back to Matter, and he didn't know whether Matter would play them on side or not, and he got back, and it was offside. But massive. Massive and believe that at this moment in time, Matip is right up there alongside Van Dyke as the, the best centre half. There's, there's not a player like him, he's unbelievable. Say we got him on a free, free Bosman, crazy. <laughs> it's unfair, isn't it? Maisie runs, he does. It's they, they're a bonus onto his game. Like my dad says to me, he's like Alan Hansen, and people have started calling him Jockey now because he's like Alan Hansen. But, it's his defence. Defending. I've never got an issue. If the ball's going behind him or it's going in the air or it's going over him, he just finds a way. He finds a way to get, get rid of it. And, and do you ever think he's right at this moment in time? He's right on par with Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's the, the price tag sometimes can sometimes make you think more because you think Van Dijk costs 75 million but Matic costs nothing. But that doesn't make... Matt hit a worse defender. It just means Liverpool got a, a great deal. And it's like anything. It's like I think to myself, and I think to myself, can you imagine, like, say, United again as an example, but Harry Maguire cost 80 million. We got we, we got Matt hit on a free, Canate for 30 million pounds. I mean, two centre halves, 50 million cheaper than they got one. I mean, it's just. <laughs> He's like a fucking trillionaire. Uh, you know, you know, this is what I'm saying. And again, it goes back to, again, the FSG. Out people I never get when it comes to our transfer strategy. It's unbelievable how we just go and get... I mean, 30 million these days. There was 30 million being paid in Rio Ferdinand's day and Robbie Fowler's days and all that. I mean, to get players now, elite football players, for 30 million is... It's, it's unbelievable, do you know what I mean? This market in this day and age. I mean, you're getting people, Sancho going for seven, even Van der Beek, 40 million, 50 million. 50 million now is, is like what you're paying for a decent player, really, in terms of the yeah. market. It's, it's a joke. Pocket money, isn't it? 
But this is what I'm saying. It's like we have the best transfer strategy. And and, and even Klopp, Klopp should have nailed all them FSG artists in terms of transfers now because what he said was, I didn't want anybody in the January window. I was quite happy to wait till the summer. But then when I found out Tottenham were trying to get Diaz, I went, right, make the move. Now that tells me Klopp's in, in charge of the transfers and he just goes, right, bring it forward. I want him now. So it, it, down to, to me, I don't think Klopp wants a big, 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 big squad like Man City. I think he's even now probably thinking he needs to cut off. I reckon I wouldn't be surprised if more go out in the summer than come in. Because he likes to have a tight unit squad. Klopp's always been like, and what's the point in spending £60 million on the academy if we're not going to use it? And it's been proven this season. The academy's been amazing. Tyler Morton. How many lads have made debuts? Yeah. Well, he yeah. said to himself, Klopp, hasn't he? That, like, the likes of, if we'd have went out and bought a centre mid and everyone was desperate, or if we'd have bought a right winger for Afghan, Harvey Elliott wouldn't have got a game. And now Harvey Elliott's going to excel us because he's brilliant. And yeah. you've just got it. You've got it as a manager. You've got to take a risk and you've got to believe in your, your academy. And he's brought he's brought quite a few through, hasn't he? So let's just stick to what we know. The FSG outers are actually fucking brain dead. There's, there's no point in them. They haven't got a clue. They just they like they see football like football manager. They want to go and buy the, the names. Like we, we said it before about Nat Phillips and that. They were complaining we don't we didn't buy a centre half. If we'd have bought Nat Phillips for fucking 60 million during the transfer window. They'd have been hailing him as a genius, but yeah. instead he moans that we kept we kept with him because it wasn't a signing. It's just stupidity. Yeah. I know, I know. And just, just, well, just exactly, just it's just absolute madheads, isn't there? But that's that's what I'm saying. It's like you can't you can't argue with our system of how we bring through players and effort. It's it's amazing, and it's why it's why now you don't actually think. Liverpool, when they sign a player, you don't actually worry, is he going to be any good? You just know. You just know he's going to be great because you know he's going to run, run, run and fucking run because that's what all Klopp players do. He's going to be technically good and he's going to listen to Klopp. You know, it's honestly. And, and going back to the League Cup final thing, he's never... What you said there about he's, he's, he hasn't taken it seriously, I agree with you, he has not had the squad. But not just that. Liverpool had not won the league for 30 years. He was not going to risk getting Mo Salah or anybody injured in a domestic cup until he got that monkey off the back. Now we've won that league title and stopped 30 years. I think he's now gone, oh, maybe I can go for the domestic cups. You know what I mean? It's so important. We won the league first before fucking anything. And I think Klopp put all of his eggs into that basket and went, right, fuck it. We're going to win the league before we go on and try and win the FA Cups and the League Cups. Because you know what our fans are like. If you know, if we wanted to put a strong team out against Chelsea in the League Cup or something, Salah goes and does his knee and he's out for the season, then they'll say, well, that's why we didn't win the league because he fucking played Salah in the Cup. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. win. No, you can't win. And, and like you said, on one hand, you've got every, somebody who wants to win everything. And on the other yeah. hand, you've got people who just want to go that's for one trophy. That's, that's it. Like, at the end of the day, we're Liverpool Football Club. Uh, now we've got a squad that can compete on all fronts. We should be battling for them. And rightfully, Klopp has. So, so all we I mean, can I, do now is... I just want to say this, Jay. You won't believe what was put on my group the other day. I couldn't believe it. This bloke put, would you swap Mbappe for Salah at the end of the season? And I went... Are you serious? Are you fucking... He seriously, seriously wanted us to swap Mo Salah for Mbappe. I mean, that tells you all about, like you just said, football manager FIFA fans. Fucking Brenda. They're fucking thick. I just don't even entertain them anymore. They annoy me. Yeah, I'm the same. Twitter's the worst for it. Twitter's just full of absolute fucking... Salah is... I'm a bit concerned over Mo Salah because I know... as. 
the FSG strategy is I don't think they'll upset the apple carpet like a 400 grand contract. But I think sometimes in certain situations, if you got all the team together and you went, right, Van Dyke, you're on 220. Matt, if you're on 100. Mane, you're on 200. Does any of you oppose us giving four fucking hundred grand to the best player on the planet? Not one of them players will say no. They'll no, all say, fucking four. give them what they want. Yeah. He's the best player in our team. This but is why... This is, this is why I worry about it, Jay, because, again, I'll go back to the film Moneyball. They use the same uh, statistics in that to go and find the next Diaz, to go and find this, that, and the other. So what their module is, is they... It was on TalkSport the other day. Pep Guardiola has cost Man City uh, a million pound a point in terms of what he spent. Klopp has cost Liverpool 200 grand a point, right? So the, the difference in, in finances there is huge. So if it goes back to their system, their, their module FSG is, is to, they'll look at it and go, he's got two years left on his contract. By then, he'll be 32, 33 years old. That, that wages, we'll go and get the next Mo Salah because we've got a proven history of that. No, listen, I don't want that to happen, but that's how they think FSG. They don't think I'm going to upset the apple cart and I'm going to pay him 400 grand a week because then that, that puts their money ball module down the window, because then they're doing what rival clubs are doing, which is paying 400 grand a week, 500 grand a week, and that just isn't their way. So that's what I worry about. The only way Salah will sign is if Klopp threatens to walk, if he doesn't get the contract signed, in my opinion, because Klopp has a lot of power with FSG and and, and the fans. The fans if the, the fans are going mad. It, it, and the fact is, we're not all these idiots. We're not getting Erling Haaland. It wants a million pound a week in wages. Absolute joke, right? Don't need them. Don't fucking need him. Got Jota, he's better. Exactly. Or oh, we don't need Mbappe. But the problem is with our fans is they that's who they, they would want to come in if Salah went. Salah's not going to go. He'll sign. The only way is I think he'll have to take a deal where, you know, if we win trophies, he'll get, say if we won the Champions League, gets a couple of million here and there. But the, I can't see him getting 400 quid, uh, 400 grand a week basic. No. So I not. just think, I think his agent, if his agent goes into that, into that office and he, he's playing money ball, he can say, would you have won the league, the Champions League, yeah. the World Cup? Would you have won it without Mo Salah? Would we fuck? We wouldn't have. We literally wouldn't have. So they've, they've got an argument. He's, he is the best player. He's currently the best player on the planet. He probably has been for two or three years. But because he's not Ronaldo or Messi, he hasn't been acknowledged. He has been. So on that front, you've got to, sometimes you've just got to say, if we were signing him now at this age with what he's done in the Premier League, if we were signing from Man City, you're talking over a hundred million just to sign him, even at 30 plus his wages. So we need to accept that he's already ours. We've got him for fucking buttons. We got him for like 20, 30 mil. Yeah. Pay the man what he deserves. I, I, think he'll, I think he'll sign in the summer. But I think what will happen is it will get it'll get he will become Liverpool's highest paid player without a shadow of doubt. But what they'll probably do is Listen, like I say, Klopp keeps saying, he keeps saying, look, there's nothing going on. The, the talks are going well. The proof is like you just said. We're going to win the Champions League again this season and the league. What? How much money do we make? We make tons. We haven't made that money yet. So when we do make that money, tons of money for winning the league, tons of money for winning the Champions League, if we do, then there's FSC now. They've got no way to go because they can't say they can't pay the wages. Because mm. they've just made tons of money. So I reckon that's what FSG are not rushing for. They're yeah. just going to wait. They'll wait to see what we win this season. If we go win that, there you go. Salah's goals has just won us that, like you just said, Jay. He's just won us that. He's just won us that because of his goals. Okay, give him what he wants. 
if we're winning the leagues because they're businessmen. They're making tons of money that way. So, I mean, I mean, this is FSG. I, mean, I spoke to a guy today. They're selling the bricks from the old Anvil Road end. They're selling oh, the <laughs> They sold the seats. People have owned the seats for 30 years in the meantime. <laughs> asked if they could have them. They charged them fucking pay up. I mean, we could just give them away. Maybe, you know, just give them away. No, not. they'd make pounds out of anything. But yeah. that's right. So I reckon... That's why we're a successful business, though, and, and people will pay it. It's the end of the day. People will pay it, and as long as people do. It's the same with touts. We moan about touts, but you've got lads who are saying, fuck off, touts, and they're all over the internet, and then putting on the same post. We'll pay twelve hundred for two tickets for Wembley. It's their, it's their fault why there's touts. Nice. If we all just fucking boycotted them, then they're stuck with fucking ten tickets and they've lost loads of dough. But yeah. it's one of them. Uh, yeah. I, I think they really. I think Salah. I remember A and A years ago discussing like a a basis, a structure of the wages, and it was like for so many games played, for so much distance covered. So when you were saying for like Van Dijk was on two hundred and fifty grand. Just as an example, if he never played, he might only get 125 grand. But if he plays and he hits a certain distance and he, he makes so many clearance, wins so many duels and all that, it's all counted for. That's why they wear them rests is to, to calculate what, what they've done on, on the day-to-day basis. So do the same with Salah. 200 grand baser, 50 grand a goal, 150 grand every fucking actor or whatever. Just, just that's it that's it you just don't have to bang it all on a basic salary you could just say like you just said they're 50 grand a goal fucking hell you get back to 100 grand a fucking week just off goals <laughs> <laughs> that's it given the but he would he would Wimbledon's done it with fashion you he hadn't scored about fucking a year they gave him a contract I think it was 10 grand a goal he scored 18 on the bounce or something <laughs> <laughs> they had to put no. him on the bench afterwards then yeah <laughs> <laughs> But that's it. I mean, you don't even have to do it in terms of bonuses like that. You could just give them a fucking... If we go... Say we go and win the Champions League in the league, we would gain however much we do from that. Just give them a fucking massive signing on bonus if he's if he's that bothered about money. Go, all right, yeah. Here's your 200 grand a week. I'm going to give you a fucking 10, 10 mil fucking signing on what? bonus. Something like that's that. It, Something yeah. stupid. That's it, Jay. I don't you know? think it's Salah, though. I don't, I, I don't think it's Salah. I don't think it's Salah. It's all agents. <laughs> One thing I will say, though, is this is what's really important that people always forget. Mo Salah is great because he's playing in a great Liverpool team as well. Let's not forget that if you watch the AFCON, he fucking struggled to get the ball off the time because he hasn't got the players around him. So what I'm saying is Salah knows he's playing. He's a world-class striker, but he knows he's playing in a team that he's going to have the ball, shitloads more. He's going to have chances, shitloads more because of the way we play. Uh, so, I mean, Trent, I mean, Trent's, how many goals does he assist? You know, he's not going to have Trent if he left Liverpool. The difference is, is he's got everything to be, uh, got a Ballon d'Or winner and everything at Liverpool as we right now. So his career is best if he stays at Liverpool. Going to Real Madrid now, they're shite now. Barcelona are shite now. You know what I mean? He's not going to be the same player. So if I look at it like this. If it comes down to a 50 grand a week or 25 grand a week, just take the fucking contract that they're offering. The good news is... They're offering him a contract. It's not as if they're saying no, no contract. It's just whether Mo goes, do you know what? I love this club. I'll win the Ballon d'Or here, because he fucking will, and get it signed. And I will stick my neck out on the line now and say that he'll do it in the summer, after we've won about three or four trophies in the next few weeks. And I think, to be fair, what what it proves with Salad is what Klopp said. 
before Coutinho left. And, it, you know, if you go to another team, you'll just be another player. If you yeah. stay at Liverpool, you'll be an icon. You'll be remembered forever. And he's proven yeah. that now. Second fastest player to 150 goals behind Roger Hunt for a winger. He's a fucking winger. He's not even a striker. That's, I mean, how many goals is there? How many goals is there away from all time top scorer for Liverpool? How many goals? Probably about two hundred. I'd say. Think I think all time is about three hundred and forty-six. It's in Russia, three hundred and forty-five or something, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. So uh, I don't think he's that far. But I, you could see him doing it. He's still got. If he signs a new contract, you're talking another four years, five years. He gets thirty a season. Definitely not outside the realms of possibility. <laughs> I'd be I'd be surprised if he did do it and fucking made up for him. Yeah, it, it certainly could happen. Um, he, he's that good, and like you say, yeah, he fits the system well. But I mean, you're not going to get another player like him in our lifetime. Not the not the way, not how good he's been for Liverpool. Not the records he's breaking. Like I say, second fastest to 150 goals for the club. It's like, you know, you talk some of the players we've had in that time in in our history: Ian Rush, Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, fucking Torres, Suarez, Torres, Suarez, and he's he's obliterating all their records. He's, I think he's going to be, he's going to eventually be only behind Rush before he leaves Liverpool. Mad that I, I don't feel like he gets anywhere near the credit, even from our fans and that. He doesn't. That, that he deserves. I don't know what's incredible. He's never Mad. fucking injured. He's never fucking injured either. Never injured. He's never injured. You know what? You know what? Just like Suarez. He's never, Suarez is never injured. Just about to say yeah. that. He's just one of them players. He wants to play football that much week. that he probably is injured half the time and he's just not arsed. He's like, no, I'm playing. Yeah. And you need players like that. You need players with that desire, that hunger, because that's all they've known. Him and, you know, you think of Suarez growing up in Uruguay, Salah growing up in Egypt. The, the backgrounds, the, the upbringings probably aren't sort of all that dissimilar. All they had was football to rescue them. And so they just want to play week in, week out. And that's why Salah will be gone until he's 35, 36. Same with Suarez. Yeah. Do you know what people go on about Ronaldo's physique? He's 36 now. He's in great shape. He's fucked. He can't run. He, he can't play. But he's, he's got a great body. Mo Salah is in better nick than Ronaldo by a fucking yeah. mile. Doesn't yeah. show it off all fucking, the time. Hey, James Milner's in better nick than Ronaldo. He is, lad. He's like a machine, him. But I think, I don't know, I just think Mo Salah, he doesn't get appreciated for us. I think he'll be going for, as you say, 35, 36. He could exceed it. Ronaldo said he wants to play till he's 40. Now, Mo Salah is, is better now than I think Ronaldo was when he was 31. He's still doing it at the top level in the in the Premier League, smashing all the records still. Yeah. He can't, we're not the same team without him. So you've escaped. You've just got to give him, give him what he wants and hopefully he gets sorted. Yeah. Do you think it's got something to do with the fact that we've got three amazing strikers why he doesn't get adored? Possibly. It's it's the system. If it had just been the one, the only one we had, it'd yeah. be a god, wouldn't it? Oh, he should be a god. His goals winning is Again, it's the, the likes of Mane. Mane's had a rough season. He had a rough end to last season as well. Yeah. But when he turns it on, that lad, he's fucking unplayable. He's brilliant. Yeah. I, I love him. I love seeing Mane down in the middle now and again. It's like the love for players filters out. Mane hardly gets his name sung anymore. But at one point, it was fucking for 90 minutes. Oh, Mane, Mane, non-stop. You know yeah. what I mean? Salah, he, he got a great ovation when he came back from the AFCON. Uh, and that's what I was going to say. That the way he handled that, just lost in the final. That would have been his proudest moments ever as a, as a proud Egyptian. Lost the final, had the day off and flew back home to train. 
Rid- no. and was, was ridiculous. And, 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 he was, and he was pissed off when Klopp said he couldn't start, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and that's just that's just the type of player he is. Speaking yeah. of, I mean, just touching on the Afcon, I think if it's true, it's a great touch by Mane saying I don't want any recon- any recognition for me winning the African Cup of Nations because he knows how much salary will still be hurting from it. And that's the thing. There's always been the rumours, oh, they don't get on, they don't like playing with each other. Do they fuck? You don't do that for your teammate unless you're fucking absolutely like the closest with them. You know what I mean? If he's if he's actually done that, it's a fucking unbelievable gesture. And Mo wouldn't have Mo wouldn't have asked him to do that. That'd be completely on money. Salah would would want to congratulate him, I think, as well. Yeah. I was interested yesterday to see what happened because Mane asked Salah for the second penalty. Did he? Did he? Yeah, he had the, he, he just before he took he was stood over the ball and Salah told him to move, and Mane was the first one to him when he put it in. So that's yeah. the difference as well. I think I don't yeah. think down to win. Uh, Mane hadn't scored at that point, had he? That was no. to make it three 0 So um, yeah, he, I think he wants the goal. And Salah told him to fucking do one, but that's right. That he should be, he should be doing that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's designated penalty taker. So and Manny's goal got the, the he got got himself in the top three goal scorers now. So we've got the top yeah. two assists and the top three goal scorers. Do top you not know if we don't win this league? Honestly, do you know what? Do you know what, Jay? I just want to ask you what your thoughts on this, mate. Why is it? Why does everybody cream Man City? Why? Why? I can't understand why people think they have a better squad than us. I don't think they do, right? And also, why are they favourites for the Champions League when they don't, they've never won it? Every fucking season, they're favourites for the Champions League. I can't... If it, right, this is Man City with no strikers, by the way. So why have they got a better squad than us? You're telling me that they haven't got Suarez... Uh, sorry, Salah. They haven't got Mane. They haven't got uh, Jota. They haven't got flipping, you know, Diaz. So I don't know why... Why Why all of my squad's supposedly apparently better than ours? I don't think it is. And I've said this a few weeks now... That Pep will get found out for not having a striker this season. I said it. And it started in the Tottenham game. They haven't got a killer striker and it's going to come back to haunt them. I reckon they will lose the league and the European Cup this year based on the fact that he hasn't got a centre forward. Yeah, um, I agree. At one point, I did I did say to Quinny when, when it was just the two of us, like, look at their squad compared to ours and like for like. All we had at the time through fitness was Costas. He could replace... Firmino, um, sorry, Robertson. And then Jota, Firmino was back fit, so we had Jota and Firmino. Now we've got Diaz in, so Diaz and Mane. Now we've got get back and Elliot and Salah. The midfield's all fit. We've got the, the six of them. It was mad. It was like Diaz came in and our whole squad, just someone waved the magic wand and everyone was just fit. And then it went from, we've signed Diaz, and now look at our fucking squad all of a sudden. We're, we are like for like everywhere all over the pitch. It's fucking That's brilliant. what I mean. I, I was looking the other day at two lineups and I thought, all right, I'll tell you what then. Man City's best 11 and Liverpool's best 11. I still, I still think we've got a better 11. That's, I, 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 just, I just generally do. Alisson, Edison. Alisson, Edison. Alisson. Trent or their right back? I don't even know. It's Cancelo in it. Is Cancelo. It? Trent, right? Yeah. Virgil. Yeah, Virgil and Kimbatip over there, two centre backs. I don't know. Well, Robertson better than their left back. Midfield three. All right, they got Kevin De Bruyne. And this is what I was thinking the other day. Their midfield three. Yeah, all right. Gungan Odin's no different to what Ronaldo was when we had him, or what you know, obviously Harvey. But there's no front three. 
So then how do you compare it? That's what I'm saying. I personally think that we have a better first 11 than them. What it is, is they've just been able to, you know, dictate the ball a lot and obviously keep the ball. And they beat teams just by passing them to death. I think it's Guardiola's football, which has won them the games in a way, more than their Yeah, I think Guardiola's got this, this system. All the pressure on Man City's side, as you just said, like before the Tottenham game, the commentator actually said, it's just a matter of time. The runaway champions, the runaway champions. Uh, he, he, he entered them onto the pitches and here's the runaway champions. After the game, the fucking title was like that, closed. The gap gone. So I don't I don't get the loving. The press loved them. The commentators yeah. loved them. The referees loved them. They've had as many penalties in the last four or five games as we've had in 20 months. It's a uh, fucking joke. I yeah. think when teams play them, they respect them too much. They're scared to attack them. They, and you can't let Man City attack you for nice yeah, That's minutes. what I mean. The foot, It's the football, isn't it? It's the way they play. I mean, I don't know Tottenham, if you see... Tottenham just... Tottenham attacked them three times and exposed them three times. Exactly. About exactly. four times. They scored four goals. It's so, and one was disallowed. It's, it's, if you it's, don't it's, show them the respect, you can beat them. And Southampton have shown that. They've took points off them. I fucking hope Everton... Turn up because they'll be in the relegation zone by the time they played them Saturday. Oh, I see we're Burnley winning yesterday. Well, this is this is I don't know if you've seen this, boys, but last week, uh, Jeff Sterling more or less uh, closed the title. He basically went to Clinton Morrison and all the panel. He went, Well, the league's done now. Do you think the league's done? And Clinton Morrison actually stuck up for us and went, This the league ain't done, it's nowhere near done. I said, Liverpool can win this, and he, he called it. He said, You know, Tottenham could get some of his city. And he called it and he said, before you know it, Liverpool are back in the top. They all laughed at him. They all laughed at him. And uh, Jeff Sterling, but the thing is, though, they've played they've played Liverpool away. They've played Man United away. They've played, you know, they started reeling off all the teams Man City had played away. And he just wrote off all the next few games that Man City had got. So what I'm saying is, you're right, the media lit their arses like they're going to just win another 10 in a row, 12 in a row. The Premier League is ruthless. I mean, Burnley, Burnley, Burnley are going to go on a run now. They're amazing. You've got Palace. I actually really like Crystal Palace under Patrick Vieira. They've got a Man City got to go away to them. West Ham are flying under David Moyes. They've still got them. They've got to go to Everton on fucking Saturday and Everton are fighting for their lives. There's loads of points that they can still lose in the next few games. By no yeah. means. I don't I don't think we're going to win every game. I think no. we, we're not going to win every game. We've got to be realistic. But I don't think they are. So you've just got to, it's going to be, it's going to be neck for neck. Nose for nose, right till the end. It's going to be like that for the championship. It's going to be like that for the title, sorry. It's going to be like that for the top four. And it's going to be like that for the relegation zone. It's going to be one hell of an end to the season. Oh, it is. Yeah. Up nicely, isn't it? It's draws that's killed us. We've lost less games than Man City. Always the draws. It's just Always the draws, draws. that's killed us. And yeah, I fucking hate I mean, um, if, if we can stay injury free or at least fucking have a little bit of luck with injury, win that cup Sunday. We'll be fucking flying. As I say, Everton, Everton are absolute dog shit. They're absolutely dog shit. But if anything, Tottenham, who are dog shit, I've taught other teams a lesson that if you fucking try and get in behind Man City, you can. They played, Tottenham might as well have played with Son and Kane. That was it. That's all I've seen in there. Yeah, yeah, that was it. It was only them two doing any damage. Now, Everton have got Greg Townsend with Charleston. Fucking Calvert-Loon. Got speed, they've got speed, they've got a Calvert Lewin. He's not a Harry Kane, but in physicality, someone who's gonna hold the ball up, win the ball, 
He's got a chance of doing it. He's got yeah. a chance of buffing them up. Gray and Townsend coming in behind. Now, I, I never want to see Southampton. But I'm wearing a blue and white scarf. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Southampton. Southampton had a go at them, didn't they, last week? I watched it. Southampton had a right go at Man City. They're there to be having a go at. And that's what I'm saying. The pre- good, Like I said, Everton could throw this game like they've done for years every time because they're normally sat comfortably mid-table, can't win a fucking thing to the side. But this time, they can't. And I think that Everton will get a draw. I think it'll be a draw. I reckon they'll next but... To be honest, it'd be the most Everton thing ever to go and beat City and then lose fucking every other game the rest of the season. <laughs> well, it, it we would, that's what they do. He battered Leeds for them, so they can do us one now. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think if everyone, if, if teams just sit in that dressing room and go, Man City aren't that good. Like they do against us. Teams come and have a fucking go with us. Norwich yeah. has a go with us. They come out their own ass. They, they try to hit us on the counter. If teams stop respecting Man City that much, the media stops licking their ass. And everyone just goes, these aren't as good as we fucking make them feel. Let's let's see how they go. Because yeah. they've got everyone behind them. It's like when yeah. Leicester won the league, like a small club who you're not expecting. That's how everyone portrays Man City. Right. As you said, yeah, they're yeah. like fucking 800 yeah. grand per fucking club. I mean, you think, you'd think, you'd think the neutral, you think the neutral wants Liverpool to win it because they're not fucking absolutely run by oil money. Do you know what I mean? But they don't. They'd rather, yeah. they'd rather City win it than us. See, everyone hates us because they can't be us. The way That's it. That's it. But Man City are just another club with loads of dough, and that's the way football's going. But yeah. unfortunately, you've got a manager like Jurgen Klopp and a team like ours going. Yeah. It's not going to be as easy. And when people talk about the foreign leagues, the, you know, the Scottish league, the Spanish league, the German league, the Italian league, the French league, there's a runaway winner every year. And without Liverpool Football Club, the Premier be the exact same. So yeah. when when people go on about the Premier being special and all that. This season it is, but without us again, City have pissed the league. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. That's it. We're, we're the only things keeping it competitive. Now, like you say, I mean, the, the league overall shaping up to be a fucking unbelievable end of the season. Um, and, you know, hopefully if we can crown it with a league title and Everton going down, fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> fucking first ever, the, first, love the, first, the first ever double parade. <laughs> <laughs> Two Ever, Premier Leagues on there. Everton yeah. is still claiming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, though. When, when Cotton scored that third to the day, mate, I never fainted, I honestly. No, and you just get that feeling that, as I say, when we were 12 points behind, I thought things like this don't happen to Liverpool. We don't claw leads back in title races like this. We never have. Yeah. You can say 86 when we've done the double, but we had games in hand and all that. But I just didn't feel like it was... I had belief that it could happen. But in reality, I was thinking, these aren't going to lose a game. They're fucking Jay, horrible. Jay, Jay, it's like you said, your dad said, you're now witnessing your own Shankly days with Klopp. Yeah. And it's just special. And as soon as when, once, that little, once that goal went in for Kane, when Kane scored that, and I hate that cunt. I don't I even know. I hate him as well. I fucking yeah. hate him. But I'll tell you what, I'll never say a bad word about him again because he worked his fucking ass off and he played like the player we know he can be. He wasn't fucking diving round and all that. He was battling. And I thought, good on you, lad. I wish he could fucking speak, but good on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, nah, not, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say I celebrated that goal going in as if it was Liverpool. Oh, I was everywhere. Lad, I did. I did. I grabbed my dad. My dad's not too good on his legs at the minute. And he keeps going fucking dizzy. And my dad fainted back into his chair. <laughs> my dad was like this in the chair. And fucking, it, it just that's what football does to you. The shit yeah. time we've had in my family in the last five months. Fuck yeah. me. And the only thing that can, can solve all that is football. 
and it's yeah. madness what it does. For, for 90 minutes, you forget the world. I mean, yeah. he's hard. As a, as a yeah, that's, I said that. I, I don't think I would have got through the pandemic without football. If they had cancelled that for two years, I'd have been done. It's mad, it, honestly. It, without fans, it would have been bad. It, just imagine if they just cancelled football altogether, it would have been horrible, wouldn't it? Oh, fucking hell. Mate, it doesn't yeah, carry just see the other signs, like. Yeah. Since my mum passed away, I've sucked my dad as many games we can get tickets for. And then what happened? My sister passed away in January. Fucking shops. Get a violin out for me, yeah. Play the Titanic. <laughs> that, happens, lot, that, that, that happens and it, it, it's harder for my dad because he's seen my sister every day and that. And then the football for 90 minutes, you just like. Forget about everything that you just forget about you just it. Yeah. it, it it's lucky for us that we support such a club like Liverpool where there's a lot of feeling and a lot of emotion. Like, Fucking hell. If that had happened to me and I was a blue, I'd be fucking joining them. I'd be off in the game. <laughs> 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 it's a horrible existence, isn't it, being a blue? Oh, and you think life can't get worse? Fucking hell, here's Southampton soon, hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking a bit further away in that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, no, no boys, I think, uh, I think yeah, that's cheers, enough to boys. wrap it up on. But um, look, final Sunday. We're going to, we'll be back next week to, to talk about that because, you know, we'll have a trophy to celebrate, won't we? Let's be honest. Uh, boys? It's going to be tough. It is. It's going to be tough. But as I say, I'm loving Mane down the middle. I hope he plays the same team he played against Leeds. Plus yeah. Callaghan. That's it. Um, and I'm going to go for 2-0 the Reds. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not brave enough to give a prediction for this one, unfortunately. Do it, Jay. Do it. Extra, extra time and uh, we'll win it. I'll take any and one nil. I'm going one nil. I'm being born. We'll never do. I'll things. take it. We'll never do things easy, do they? So no, we don't. Neil. So what though it is? As as we said earlier, our, our squad is so good at the moment. Uh, I don't know whether these changes back to them. That that'll be a bit of a diff. That make a bit of a difference for us getting in. He's a good player, but yeah, it's a chance. To, these aren't the best. They're not in. They're not in great form either. Luke Hachey couldn't have fucking banned or he's shite. So you've got to go. He's here for the taking here. Let's make another statement. Let's go yeah. and win the cup in style. And Did you see the stats? see the stats? Sorry, on um, on Lukaku the other day, he had seven touches in Chelsea's last game. Yes, yeah, the, the ball boy had eight. <laughs> <laughs> on that Sorry. note, cheers, Lukaku. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. On that note, Neil. Yeah, cheers, boys. Thanks as always, Jay. Great to have you, lads. Ta, mate. See you later. Up the Reds. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.